Welcome to this edition of Back to Basics with Pastor Brian Broderson. How does somebody know that God has this different thing for them where he's going to call them out of the normal experience of most Christians into a more specific ministry of the word? How does a person know that? I'm going to give us seven things that I think are present there for the person who is being called in this way. Today on Back to Basics, Pastor Brian continues his study in the Gospel of Mark. Join us as Pastor Brian begins his teaching on Mark, chapter 1, verses 16 through 20, in a message titled, Fishers of Men. Now, here's Pastor Brian. So, in our introduction to Mark's Gospel... We saw how Mark focuses primarily on the things that Jesus did. And we also mentioned how Mark moves along at a very rapid pace, where the other gospel writers, especially, you know, Matthew and Luke, which are similar to Mark, they they go into more detail about many of the teachings of Jesus and so forth. Mark just kind of goes rapid fire through those things. And we see it as we pick up here in verse 16 today because he is now just, you know, jumping right into the calling of these um, four men are mentioned here in the passage. Simon, who would be Peter, Andrew, James, and John. And, And what we have recorded for us here is the call of these men from being disciples to becoming apostles. And Jesus puts it in these words, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. Now, of course, the context is they were fishermen and they were there on the sea and they're with their boats and their fishing gear. But Jesus says, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. So what's happening here is they, they are being called into this very specific calling that God has for them, this, this apostolic calling. And, and with this here, we see the distinction within the church of two equally important but different aspects of church life, you know, Christian people serving the Lord together. We see that there are those who are going to spend the the majority of their life in the, in the routine things. And then there are those that are going to be called out to more specific type of ministry. So you could put it like this. There are those who they're going to spend their life in, in a sense, fishing for fish. And then there are those that are going to spend their life in fishing for men or, or, or fishing for people. And, and the distinction that we're making there is the distinction between the majority of Christians, the majority of Christians would, would be in the category of fishing for fish. You're gonna, you're, the, the majority of your time is gonna be spent outside of the church, in your home, on your job, in the community, they're serving Christ. But then there are those that God calls away from that and he places them more in the midst of the church and their life and ministry revolves around that. So 
So that's what we're looking at today. We're looking at those two um, distinct callings, but I want us to see that both of them are, are vital to the, the health and the uh, progress of the church. But let me, um, let me mention two things. Let me mention disciple and also apostle, because that's kind of the distinction we're making uh, here today. So the, the word disciple that appears several times in the New Testament, I think it's 80-something times, it comes from the Greek word methetis, and that word, um, it means a pupil, a student, a follower, yes, but a follower in a very close sense. So a disciple is not somebody who you know, follows their master from a distance. A disciple is somebody who's following very closely and, and learning and, and receiving instruction and applying that instruction to their life. That's what a disciple is. And so these men at the, this moment, when we pick up reading here in verse 16, they are at this moment disciples, but by the time we finish verse 20, they've been called from being disciples to apostles. Now, apostle is the word, the, the Greek word apostolos. It means one who is sent, like a representative, a delegate, an ambassador. And I'm going to use the word today a little bit differently than we normally would use it because when we use the word apostle, we think very specifically of these 12 guys. And, you know, if you know your Bible well enough, you can know that there are a few other people in scripture who are referred to as apostles who were not part of that 12. But I want to use it in a, in a bit of a broader sense to really refer to people uh, who are being called out of the ordinary routine of life into specific ministry surrounding God's word. So that's what I'm talking about when I am talking about apostle today. So because today, before we're done, I'm, I'm going to basically tell us that there are people here being called from being disciples to being apostles. But I just want you to understand that I'm not thinking that you're going to become part of that group, the 12, and you're going to be, you know, in addition to that. But you're, God's calling you. He's calling you out of the routine. He's calling you into a special calling. So every Christian is called to be a disciple, but not every disciple is called to be an apostle. So every Christian is called to be a disciple. And remember, a disciple is a pupil. It's a student, a follower. And so a person who is a Christian, a person who, well, let's put it like this. The person who says, Oh, yeah, you know, of course I'm a Christian. Yeah, sure, I, I believe in Jesus. But there's no following of Jesus. Well, that, that person's missing the point. Because a Christian, even though at the very moment you become a Christian, you maybe wouldn't so much qualify technically for being a disciple. But a Christian is somebody who is going to become a disciple. It's not just, yeah, I believe in Jesus. He died, rose again. That's great. Now I'm going to go on with my business. It's no, I believe in Jesus. And so I'm going to follow him. So every Christian is called to be a disciple, but not every disciple is called to be an apostle. So that's the thing that I want us to understand. 
So the vast majority of you here in this room today, well, we're all called to be disciples. The vast majority, you are going to live your life and you're going to work out your Christian faith in just the ordinary experiences of life. But, but some of you, a few of you, there's going to be a different calling. So first of all, let me let you in on something here that is not necessarily recognizable from just a, a straightforward reading of the text here. How many of you have ever read this and thought, wow, that's kind of strange. You know, these guys are there, they're at the sea and they're in their boats and they're fishing. And then this guy just walks by and says, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. And they dropped their nets and they followed him. It's like, wow, that seems kind of abrupt. You know, how, how did that happen? I don't know if you've ever thought that, but when you read Matthew and you read Mark and you read Luke, it seems like that's what happened and this is the reason. Because Matthew, Mark, and Luke, they start their account of the ministry of Jesus with what we would call the Galilean ministry of Jesus. But what they don't tell us is that there was ministry that preceded the Galilean ministry. Jesus was, was with them and they were, they were with him for actually a year before this moment that we're reading about here. So it wasn't the situation where they're there in their boats, you know, tending their nets and, and all of that, and a complete stranger walks by or somebody that they maybe heard about this Jesus guy walks by and says, follow me, and they just said, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll do it. We'll drop everything and follow you. No, they had already been with him for that year period. Now, John is the only one that records for us that first year of ministry. This is where you see some real differences between the gospel of John and the other three gospels because the other three gospels only have very brief references to the things that transpired in that first year. The, the ministry of John the Baptist would be one of them, but most of it, they completely leave out. So, but when you go to John's gospel, John chapter one, all the way through chapter four and maybe even part of chapter five is uh, describing a period of time that year that the others do not record. And so John, he picks up where these guys start in about the sixth chapter of his gospel. So all that to say, they have already had, uh, they've already spent a year with Jesus. And they've been with him to Jerusalem. Uh, they had heard him preach. They had seen miraculous things happen. And all of those things, like I said, in those first four or five chapters of John, those things have already transpired. So now Jesus is calling them. Like I said, they, they were disciples. They, they've been following Jesus for that year already. But now there's a new call for them to become apostles. So, but before we get into that detail, let's talk for a minute about just this idea of fishing for fish. That's what they were doing. They were fishermen, right? So they were fishing for fish. And they represent, at that point, the vast majority of Christians who are called to serve the Lord in the routine things of life. The vast majority of Christians are called to serve the Lord in the routine things of life. Now, sometimes I think we mistakenly think if we are serving the Lord in the routine things of life and we're maybe not serving him in a more specified 
you know, special kind of a calling, sometimes we might think that, you know, maybe we're falling short. Maybe, you know, maybe we should just quit our jobs and we should go, you know, aspire to a more specific kind of ministry like this. And, and oftentimes people will feel, you know, somewhat of, a, of an inferiority because, well, yeah, you know, I, I'm serving the Lord, but I, I'm not serving the Lord like that person because that person is, you know, on the mission field or that person is, you know, preaching to multitudes of people or that person is able to give 100% of their time to studying God's word and communicating it. This is a different calling. And it's not a problem to not be in that place if God hasn't called you to be in that place. You want to be in the place that God's called you to be. So, as I said already a couple of times, the vast majority of Christians are called to be in the place of serving the Lord in just the daily routine. So, called to serve the Lord in the home. Called to serve the Lord on the job called to serve the Lord in the community. And of course, the church has a part there as well, called to serve the Lord in the church. You know, maybe a Sunday school teacher, maybe, um, you know, just helping out in in different ways um, as you have the the time, just helping out in different aspects of the ministry. But the the most part of your life is spent, in, in a sense, outside of the church, at least outside of the building and away from the grounds and and that sort of a thing. But listen, never underestimate the importance of serving the Lord in the routine things of life. Because this is where so much of the ministry really takes place. You know, we, we have outreaches. You know, we have these events. We have these large-scale evangelistic things that happen, and and all of that is wonderful. But you know, every one of those kinds of things are really dependent on Christian people who in their neighborhood, on their job, in their community, are living for Jesus and sharing about the Lord with other people and and giving people invitations to come to things like that and, and so forth. But sometimes we, we fail to realize how important this is. But never underestimate the influence and impact of a genuine Christian man or woman upon their environment. And so that's most Christians are going to serve the Lord in their, just their normal experience of life. And it's so important that we do that faithfully, that we do that sincerely. That if, if we're never, if our names are never even known, if we never have any sort of notoriety as, you know, a Christian, and I'm not a preacher, I'm not an author, I'm not a singer, I'm not a, you know, celebrity of any sort, it doesn't matter. We need to serve the Lord faithfully because it's in the places like the home, it's in the places like on the job, it's in the places like out in the community. That's where as Jesus said, we let our light so shine before men that they would see our good works and glorify our Father in heaven. So these guys and most other people that they would have been connected to at that time, 
they were fishing for fish. They were disciples serving Jesus in the context of their daily routine. But then there comes this moment where Jesus calls them to fish for men. He says, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. So this is a new thing now for them. He's calling them into, he's calling them away from something and into something else. They're going to be fishers for men. They're going to now go out and they're going to catch people. That, that's going to be their, their new calling. They're going to catch people. Of course, you know, Jesus is using the analogy that's relevant to where they're at. So just like they've been all of these years throwing out those nets and, and pulling them in, nets full of fish, Jesus is saying, follow me, and, and we're going to do the same thing, but we're going to cast out nets and we're going to pull in people to the kingdom of God. So that's what happened there. That's what's being recorded here in these verses regarding these men. So in fishing for men, here's a question. Who does God call to do this? And the answer, based upon what we see in the story itself, the answer is that God calls ordinary people to do this. You see, these, these four guys, Simon, Andrew, James, John, they were ordinary guys. They were, they were you know, really in, this, in like terms that we would think of it today, they were, they were like just blue-collar workers. They weren't academics. They weren't, you know, celebrities. They weren't the cultural elite. They were none of that. They were, they were just simple, ordinary men. And God takes these four men and another additional eight. One of them, of course, you know, the story of Judas later, but then somebody else was added to that. But, but God takes these 12 men, Jesus takes these 12 men, and he forever changes the world through these 12 ordinary people. And when we think about this calling into that broader ministry of the word, not specifically apostolic, but the ministry of the word, where a person's life is dedicated to the things that surround the ministry of the word, God uses ordinary people. And let me say this, he calls both men and women to this. As far as the biblical model of church leadership, we have a biblical model that I think clearly gives the primary leadership of the church to men, but it doesn't exclude women. And, and women have a role to play. And women might even serve in this kind of a capacity where they, God calls them out of the normal routine of life and sets them apart as someone who's going to minister his word. So just to be clear about that. So God calls ordinary people and then Here's a second question. What is involved in this, this fishing for people? Jesus says, follow me. I'm going to make you fishers of men. What, what does that entail? Well, it, it's basically this. Bringing people to Christ and making disciples of them. That's really what it is. We're called, those who have this calling on their life, to, to influence people for Christ, to get the gospel to people, to see them come, to put their faith in Christ, and then to make 
disciples of them, to make them followers of Jesus as well. So that's the task. And to just clarify it a little bit more, it's evangelizing, shepherding, teaching, equipping. And and so for a person to do that, they of course have to be called and equipped themselves. And so for certain people, God just puts that calling upon them. And so a third question is then this, how does someone know if they're being called to this kind of thing? How, do, how, how does somebody know that God has this, this different thing for them where he's going to call them out of the normal experience of most Christians into a, a more specific ministry of the word? How, how does a person know that? I'm, I'm going to give us seven things that I, I think are, are present there for the person who is being called in this way. And as, as we look at each one of these seven, perhaps for you, you're going to be listening. You're going to be thinking, wow, that, that kind of describes where I'm at. Now, I know for sure that, that you know, most people here today are, are called to be disciples and to serve the Lord in the routine of life. But I also believe that there are maybe a few that God says, no, I, I've got something else. So that's what we want to look at now. So how do we know? How does a person know that this kind of a calling? Well, it starts with this. It starts with a commitment to live for and to please Christ. So, so in other words, God's not going to call somebody into this kind of ministry who doesn't have a serious commitment and devotion to the Lord already. Now, that sounds like a no-brainer, right? That sounds like common sense. Well, of course, that would be the case. But believe it or not, I, I have actually met people, had conversations with people over the years who never took the time to actually consider living a godly life for Jesus, but then somehow decided that they thought God was calling them to the ministry. First and foremost, there, there is going to be a commitment to live for and to please Christ. It's, it's going to start with that. So in other words, a person who's being you know, ultimately called into this other thing is a person who, like these guys, they were, they were followers of Jesus. They were on a break from following him just because evidently he took a break. And so they decided, okay, we're going to go fishing again. But the minute he came by and said, okay, let's go, they were ready to go. They, they were serious about their commitment to Christ. And it's going to start with that. But secondly, there's going to be a desire within you for the work of the ministry. And it can become an intense, all-absorbing desire. See, this is what happens quite often. A person, their desires begin to change. And, and I have known many people over the years like this, where they have, you know, maybe a profession. They have been actually not only successful in their profession, they've, they've been very content. Uh, you know, maybe they went to college and they studied something and decided this is what I want to do. They went out and did it and they've done very well at it. But then something happens through a process of time. They start to, they start to lose interest in it. And it, in a sense, it doesn't really add up. And, and for them, sometimes they're even 
perplexed by it. It's like, wow, what, what's happening to me? I, I love this job or, you know, I, I, I work so hard to get to this place, but my desires just aren't really here anymore. But then at the same time, they are seeing that, you know, I've just got this desire for God's word. I want to study it more. I, I've got an insatiable appetite for it. And not only do I want to study it, but I want to talk to other people about it. For the month of June, Back to Basics Radio is offering a book titled The Gospel by Ray Ortland. Are you experiencing the glory of Christ made visible through the beauty of gospel-infused relationships in the church? Well, in his book, The Gospel, Ray Ortland shares a biblical examination of what he calls a gospel culture, a culture that both fosters Christian relationships and is attractive and welcoming to those outside the faith. To develop a biblical understanding of gospel culture, we encourage you to call us right now at 1-800-733-6443 or visit us online at backtobasicsradio.com to order the gospel by Ray Ortland. And when you give a gift to Back to Basics, we'll send you this book as our way to say thank you. We do appreciate your generous support of this ministry. We'd also like to remind you that all of our other resources are waiting for you at backtobasicsradio.com or by calling our request line at 1-800-733-6443. That's 1-800-733-6443. Our desire is to encourage you in your daily walk with God. We'll continue tomorrow with more valuable insights from Pastor Brian as we study together in the Gospel of Mark. Back to Basics is the preaching and teaching ministry of Calvary Chapel, Costa Mesa, California.